It's Coffee Quad Time! now for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips demonstrations of products, and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1-646-558-8656. You will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. Oh my, what a difference a week makes. (laughs) I don't have an overheated computer this week, and we are here, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a very special program coming up, so I won't talk too much, and uh, we'll just throw it around the panel real quick, and and we'll get started. Um, Let's see... Radio Tim, how are you this morning? Pretty good. Um, nice weather here, and uh, it's supposed to get up to 50 today, which is pretty warm for us. Anyway, but uh, yeah, we're doing pretty good here. So you'll be participating a lot today uh, in in what we're going to be doing, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, Jeff Bennett. I'm doing well, thank you. We have nice weather here in Albany. I mean, it's nice, well, nice for for, for now. I mean, it's still a little bit warmer than it normally should be, but I wish it was like Monday when we had 75 degrees. But that's coming. That's all I can say. Yeah, that'll that'll, that'll get there. That'll get there. Michael Loff. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, Just excited to see that Amazon just added a feature, Echo, uh, just in time for 
uh, the severe weather that we have in the spring. And that's you can uh, tell her to enable severe weather. And that way it'll let you know. <clears throat> I don't know what it'll sound like. So I guess we'll find out when we get our first tornado warning or severe thunderstorm warning. But I would encourage people to enable that. And I'm just sitting there thinking, uh, interesting if they uh, start using that for other things like COVID-19 warnings or whatever. But uh, doing well here. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get enough on that. I promise you. We'll, we'll get enough on that. Dave and Chris. We are doing well. It's 30 degrees headed for 50, but it's been sprinkling, so I don't think it is at the moment. So hopefully we won't get any ice out of the deal, but we're doing well. Let's see. Jennifer Sparks, I don't know where you're located at right now. I am on the lanai. You would have to rub that into folks, wouldn't you? We're just 64 degrees and... The birds are singing, and it's supposed to be in the mid-80s today. It's supposed to reach 90 by Friday. So anyway, you, you better be quiet or you're going to get in. in yeah, I'll real. get muted if I rub it in too much. Yeah, Well, 90 is too hot anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, but there's a pool not that far away. So there you go. Well, let's see. Have I reached everybody on the panel? I do not want to forget anybody. I believe you have, Bill. Uh, please. Well, and if we've, if we've forgotten anyone, I'm sure there are those who can let us know. But I think well, you've got we've, everyone. We've got a couple Dave ways. G. Dave G. Well, Dave G is here, and uh, he's unmuted, so we, you could talk well, to we'll him. Well, we'll go to him in just one second. Uh, before we go to, to Dave, um, we're here for, well, we're always here, but Today is a very, very special reason. We we are honoring our longtime broadcaster who, on the legend, Chris Ramsey, who passed away on Monday. And Chris fought a long, long, long health battle. But Chris did his show right up until the end. And, I'm, you know, what can I say? Uh, if I was in a similar circumstance, I think I'd like to do my show right up to the end. But he did it. And so some of his friend people are going to get together today to um, to um, talk about that. So we're going to do that. But we're going to start with, with Dave Gordon. Dave knew Chris a long time from Michigan. And you know Dave Gordon from well, he's been on the coffee club several times, and he's involved with the legend. Good morning, Dave. Hi, Bill. Yeah, I've known Chris. Uh, I met Chris when we were teenagers, and uh, we were both ham radio operators, and I uh, always enjoyed him, and uh, I thought he would, oh, I just thought he did an excellent show here on the legend, and had a lot of cool features, and frankly, he put a lot of time into that show, and uh, I especially enjoyed it. Occasionally, he dozed off during the show, and I always got a kick out of that. <laughs> so somebody somebody would, call and wake him up, I and he'd just pick him. right up. And, but uh, he, he's a, he was a good guy. You know, he he really, really was loyal, put it, you know, did the show. Um, and he had, yeah, there would be an occasional wake up call or two. I think he had a, <laughs> I think he had a serious uh, sleep disorder and you know it, it wasn't one of those things he planned but 
it just happened that he could do that in a staff meeting. When we used to have staff meetings, Chris would be good for at least one or two of those. And, um, but Chris was so interested in everything, you know, he just, just totally was. And well, you know, you know, Bill, I have to confess that I've fallen asleep during my show, and I, I think probably many of my listeners do as well. Well, <laughs> my trouble with my listeners is they fall asleep and they don't come back. Um, yeah. So what I loved about Chris Dave Gordon is that he used to play the old Herb Oscar Anderson theme as his theme, and I grew up listening to WABC every morning listening to that theme of getting me up in the morning on my way to school. So and he, and he used to play that as his, as his opening theme every every time he did a show. You know, Yes, he did. And he had the coolest features. And, and, and those things take time to put together. They did. Uh, he, people really love the My Three songs. That got a lot of interaction. That really, really, really did. What was that? More in one year... Around Christmas, maybe a month or two before Christmas, I remember he was doing his My Three Songs contest, and he was giving away uh, fudge to the people that won. He'd give them a pound of fudge. I won one. And you ate it, too, didn't you? And he ate it all all in one sitting. (laughs) Oh, no. I had help around here. (laughs) But it was good fudge because I got the name of the place from him because I got some from my father one year for his birthday from that place and it was a good fudge what was the guy's name I want to say Will but I know I'm getting it wrong they used to call Chris all the time he called all of us on the legend and And Will from Tennessee he was from Florida for a long time and then he moved moved to Tennessee you remember Will (laughs) and Will used to buy Chris pizzas um, I do remember. Right. <laughs> remember that? Yeah, I used to buy him. I used to buy him pizzas. All right, here's a here's a point of trivia. Then we'll go to the hens. Do you remember what night Chris Chris started on the legend? What night he did his shows on, and what time? Tim, you should remember this. Well, I'm not sure. Tuesday? I thought it was Wednesday, wasn't it? It Wednesday was actually, night. he started on a Sunday night at 7 o'clock. He did two hours here on The Legend. And then do you remember when he moved to Saturday mornings at 8 and Doug did 10? Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. You remember that? So, but Wednesday was mainly his, but he used to do Tuesdays too, and Wednesdays. Um, Chris kind of settled in to that time slot. It looks like, and Dave, feel free to jump in anytime. Um, we got a couple hands, Jeff. I know. I'll get to them. Okay. Let's get to Gail in the uh, Minnesota here. You are unmuted. By Go home. ahead, Gail. Didn't Chris sub for Pam, Pam Francis, a couple of times? On the, are you talking about Pam on the Country Show? Pam Francis on the jukebox. Uh, he did. He and did. Also, I think I remember um, he did the Soul Express. He most certainly he did, did that. He, de- yeah. he definitely did the Soul Express occasionally when Doug was out because I remember because I used to call him up and give him requests. Gail. Yeah. He, he, so. he actually took over. He took over for that show when Doug. 
stopped for quite a while. Yes, he did. I thought so. I thought that's the way that went. Yes, he did. He did that on Sunday mornings, and he came to me finally. Some of the characters he came up with. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I've been kind of looking around for some laid-back Louie here for you guys. Oh, yes, I remember him. (laughs) Oh, yeah. In fact, we're going to play you some clips in just a few minutes. Rainy Day Women, 12 to 35, and I wanted to dedicate that. He liked that song. He used to play that a lot. I remember that. So thank you very much, Gail. Thank you for your input. Okay, we got Jerry coming up. Uh, I'm going to get to him right now. Go ahead, Jerry. Okay, one of my favorite uh, highlights of Chris is when he play a song. I remember one day he played Eight Miles High by the Birds. And, and after he got done, he started imitating the druggie and said, man, they must have got some good. Well, I won't repeat what on the air what he said, but it was really funny. He'd be doing like he was uh, inhaling and all that kind of stuff, and he, that was something else. Dave, you know, you went to school with him in Michigan. Did you guys do any crazy stuff uh, when you were uh, in your younger days, you and Chris? No, we didn't actually go to school together. He was there. I met him um, at a summer program that we had at the school for uh, people who did not attend the school. And I was uh, there for a different program that was going on that year. But because we talked on the radio... I made it a point to go over and meet him, but so we really didn't get to hang out a lot as kids, but I think uh, he'd have been a lot of fun. I would have enjoyed that. Yeah, a lot of schools for the blind did prep programs for college students and things like that during the summer. Yeah, this was more, this was actually kind of a predecessor to that. He was, uh, I think Chris was only probably in the, the eighth grade or something like that at the time but it was sort of an adjustment time you know give kids a chance to learn how to deal with their blindness that that you're not going to necessarily pick it up in the public school system yeah yeah we had the summer program but our summer program was at syracuse university which was the when you after you were a senior and you got out of high school you went to the summer program had a great time preparing for college, except we didn't do much college studying back then. We no, did a lot more no. other things besides. <laughs> we won't go into that too much, Dave, but you know what I mean. Bill, we have a couple of calls on the request line. Okay. Do you want me to play yeah. them? or? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I think this will work. Go for you. Hey, this is Brother John from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. I have really no song to request today, but... I want to let you know that I I heard about the sad news about Chris Ramsey. If you would like, Bill, to play this, what I'm going to say on the coffee club tomorrow, that you got my permission to do so. Or if you want to play it now, you can if you want to. One of the things that I enjoyed the most with Chris Ramsey was his sense of humor and his determination to go on despite all the bad health that he had gone through. I've never talked to him, but I've known a couple people who have talked to him and who have emailed with him. I'm thinking about uh, my friends over there in Indiana, Pennsylvania. They always told me about updates on how Chris was doing, and 
often I did a silent prayer for him. He is going to be missed. He was one of the uh, uh, first three people that I heard when I got Lady A. He was one of the very first DJs that I heard on this radio station. Of course, the first DJ I ever heard was you, Bill, and the second one was Timani, and then Chris Ramsey, and then Steve Nomer. But he sure is going to be missed. We know that he is in a better place, and we know that he is looking down upon his many, many, many fans of his listeners. My condolences to the family. May he rest in peace. I hope everyone has a great day. I'm going to send this off, and we'll talk to you all later. Okay. Thank you, Brother John. And the other one is pretty brief here. Hey, whoops, why? Oh, I know why. Here we go. No, that didn't work. Okay, try it this way. Uh, hi, Bill and everybody. Uh, it's Deb Chandler. Uh, sorry I'm calling so late for the coffee club and related to comments on uh, Chris's passing. Um, I just want to say I've been a friend of his for about 30 years and I'm very, I was very close to him and he's a wonderful person and I'm going to miss him. I guess that was short and short into Bill, the Bill, we do have Doug uh, Hunt, Doug, DJ Doug is here, and I've unmuted him, so if, if you'd like to bring right. him in at some point, sure, he's here. Uh, go ahead, and then I've got some clips we're going to play. But go ahead, Doug. Good morning, everybody. Could, am I uh, on? You no, are on. Okay. You're, in like, you're in like Flynn, as I always Despite say. Despite <clears> my best efforts, me. Doug, you're on. Yeah, I just wanted to make some comments quickly, and because I don't want to monopolize or anything, but... Uh, yeah, Chris, Bill, you said loyal. Chris was a loyal friend, and um, I knew that because uh, one time Chris did something that made me so mad that I said I said things to him that uh, I know other people that were would have been my friends would have just said, I don't need your friendship anymore, and he never did that. And um, he was just one of those kind of people that that would stick with you. And um, he was loyal to friends and to family. And uh, Chris was a generous guy. He uh, gave of himself uh, not to be a king of the hill or for self-gratification, but because that's just the way he was. And I know Chris had a rough side to him, <laughs> and we all know that. But uh, it, uh, Chris was was good at heart, and he was a lot of fun. I'll miss his phone calls and I'll miss uh, his game challenges and all those things, and I'll miss talking to him. Goodbye, buddy. We'll really miss you. Yeah, Doug is right about Chris's uh, rough side. And, uh, we, you know, we had words, and we always, uh, you know, got past it and moved on because it's we're both that way. So <laughs> you know, what, <laughs> it was really okay. We had a rough we, patch uh, with, and we overcome that. I had to take some actions at the time. I don't regret them. I would have done it again. But we resolved it a few months later, and we never had the problem again, and it worked out, and it it enhanced our friendship after that. So 
It just goes to show you there's always hope. And Bill, we have an 816 area code who's got a hand that's, raised. That's Pam. I was going to have to say I, I have to admit he always joked about that afterwards, that, that he was going to do it again someday. Yeah. <laughs> but he never did. Do you, you want me to get to the hand raised, yeah, Bill? Yeah, it's Pam. Go ahead, Jeff. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Um, Chris was responsible, along with Bill, for helping me get my music library when I initially came to the, uh, to the legend. Um, I sent a drive to him and a drive to Bill. And Never happened, Pam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I I never forgot that, and I and I up until the end still said thank you, Pam. I know you're hurting here, so and we yeah. we do, we yeah. do understand I, that, that, that you knew him. Pretty. I I I asked him to sub for me because I I wanted to go to a convention, and he did an excellent job. It was appropriate. I, I subbed for him on his show when he was on Wednesday. Oh, man. It was so much fun. I'm sorry. It, it Don't feel sorry. You, but but you know, what you have to think of, Pam, and I know that it's very tough, but think of all the good things that happened with Chris. Yeah. Oh, there was a lot of good mm. things. I, I, I just, oh, man. I, this man was very funny. He was witty, and I'm going to tell you something. On his show, he took the phone call to notify him of his father's passing. I will. I, I don't know how he did it. And stayed yeah. on the air. He was a pro, Pam. That's why. Pam, I'm going to break it up here for just a second and play something that you sent me, uh, a thing that Chris did. And no, I've not heard this, so we no. It, I I played it before I sent it to you. Yeah, this all right. So we're going to do this now to kind of lighten things up and remember something funny about Chris.
up your day job chris <laughs> no chris <laughs> by the way bill we do have someone who just came in uh, i am going to unmute him john holiday is here so let me unmute him because i know i don't know if you if he, i'm sure he may want to say something and we've got we've got you on the we've got you unmuted here john oh so i have to be uh, careful and and uh, you know not not use the uh, seven words you can't say on television is that the deal yeah <laughs> we understand john go ahead how are I, I just want to, I mean, there's, there are so many things that so many people are going to say about Chris. And there's nothing uh, under the sun that I can add except this. Chris, uh, never a guy that loved his uh, radio program uh, as much as he did. He did. Uh, you know, he just, he did. Why is my, is my speech coming over? Yes, uh, it is. I hope not. No, it's just no. you. Uh, it's just okay. you. Go ahead, okay. John. So, but the, he was, I mean, he was a consummate professional whenever he was on the air. He loved it, and you could tell he loved it. And my God, with all the problems he had, health problems, uh, he, he, you could not tell that he was uh, not in good shape some of the time. And uh, I, it was a pleasure working with him. I enjoyed it doing uh, some of the stuff that, you know, promos and drop-ins and all that stuff. And I, I'm very, very saddened by, by his passing. And uh, uh, he, he will definitely be missed. Well, we're going to hear some of those in a little bit, John. Well, John, thank you. I mean, we yeah, missed you, yeah. and we, we're, we're glad yeah. that you're back here with us. We, and you sound good, John. You, you really do. I hope you're feeling better. I am. I really am. Things are things are finally getting uh, back to normal, whatever that is. Yeah, whatever normal is, but whatever that. Yeah, is. but at least you're here, and we appreciate that. But I've got some drop-ins. I'm going to play of you doing some promos for his show, so oh, you, you'll hear right, some of that. That'll be fun to listen to. Well, you'll hear it in just a few minutes. All right. And jump back in if you want to say anything, okay? I'll do that. Thank okay. you. I just remember, you know, Bill, when you told me that Chris was that sick, I remember listening to him not long after that. And he sounded so happy and cheery and like his old self. And I thought, you're crazy. He's not sick. I don't see how he pulled it off that well. Yeah, I, I don't know. Jo- Joanne told me Monday that uh, toward the end there were times that he'd do a show and barely be able to crawl to get back to bed after the show. That's how bad he was, but he never let us know. Well, and that's how he want. That's how he wanted it to be. Wanted, yep, that's how he wanted but it. But where man. did he get the energy from to do it? He just liked it so much that that he had to do it. You know, and he brought 
he also was responsible for bringing the immigrant to the station and getting her trained and up and on the air. And look what a solid uh, presenter she's been. You know, before we go back to the hands here, Chris wants to come back and sing one more hit. Just <laughs> just one more. He's just got to do it. He, well, what he does to this song, I'm not sure. When I first seen old Rivers, I can't remember when he went around. That old fella did a heap of work, spent his whole life walking plowed ground. He had a one-room shack, not far from us. Well, we was about as poor as him. He had one old mule he called Midnight, and I trail along after them. To plow them roads straight and deep, and I'd come along there behind, busting up clods with my own bare feet. Old Rivers was a friend of mine. The sun'd get high, and that mule would work. And old Rivers would finally say, "Whoa!" He'd wipe his brow and lean back on the reins. And talk about a place he's gonna go. Now, one of these days, I'm gonna climb that mountain, walk up there among them clouds, where the cotton's high and the corn's growing, and there ain't no fields to plow. Got a letter today from the folks back home. They's all fine. Crop is dry. Down near them, and mom said, son, you know, old rivers died. I'm sitting here now in this new plowed earth, trying to find me a little shade. With the sun beating down across the fields, I see that mule. Rivers and me. Now, one of these days, I'm gonna climb that mountain, walk up there among them clouds with the cotton high and the corns are growing, and there ain't no fields to plow. With the sun beating down across the fields, I see that mule, old rivers and me. You know, he certainly is no Walter Brennan, but he, I think he did a pretty good that job was, of that song. That he was, really he did. did. That was yeah, vintage, Chris. I, I'm, I'm glad I kept that. Vintage, 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 Chris. Do we have any other hands raised? We, we have uh, Gail up in Minnesota one more time. Go, okay. go ahead, Gail. Um, I, you know, I had something I wanted to say. Let's see if I can think of it now. Uh I can remember when um, the host has acknowledged your raise uh, hand alert. Like I said, with Pam, you know, set, helping, you know, taking um, taking over for Pam that time. He was just so sweet. He he found my requests. He did a great job, and he just 
definitely gonna be missed. I'm sorry for letting loose like that, but when you get close to someone like that, you I didn't listen to the show much, but I listened whenever he subbed for people, or especially for Pam, and I just felt like he did a beautiful job, and he was always such a, a gentleman, and he loved what he did. Gail, thank you very much, and we do understand how upset you are and how upset everyone is. And this is the magic of radio. It's the magic, and it's also now because radio, the internet, is really the radio that we look at, that we listen to, I should say. And this is what the magic of radio is all about, people connecting with people. And when you listen to people on the legend as long as you do, whether it's, you know, it doesn't matter who's doing a show, whether it's Tim or DJ Doug or or uh, any of the people who work on the legend, any of the, any of the radio announcers, after a while, you do get close, but you think they're they they tend to be more more like a part of the family, and so it does it does uh, provide uh, a loss for everyone here. I mean, uh, that's just the way it is. Bill, I have Pam again. I'm going to unmute her and let her let her uh, say something here. Go ahead, Pam. <laughs> Go ahead, Pam. Go ahead, Pam. Oh my goodness, Chris and his Detroit Tigers. <laughs> oh yeah. I used to pick on him every week of the staff meeting. I mean, we we had oh the Twitter conversations and the the conversations in our meetings and and it's like I said the fact that that he was responsible for helping me get my music and it's, I just oh man. It's, I don't think I will ever know anyone as generous as he is other than someone who taught me the software. You know, it, the legend the legend staff and listeners are a big family. I mean, this is just the way we, we've always been. Well, I just remember all the friendly bets when the when the Pacers would play the Wizards or the Colts would play the Redskins. <laughs> I mean, it was it was just one of those. Chris was just one of those kind of people. He was he could make you laugh, and that man was witty. He was he was funny, and and he when when you when he. When he, when he was on the radio, you could tell that he loved what he was doing. And even though I I didn't have the passion that he did, you know, I I had the the the, the oath that he did. If that if if you get what I'm saying, I wanted to do it. Hey, Bill. And yeah. I still yeah, do. Yes, Doug. Go ahead, Doug. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, uh, one thing Chris loved, he loved his games galore, and uh, oh, he was always generous with that group. But uh, don't call him during a game because you'd get cut off right now, I'm here to tell you. <laughs> he sure did love his games. When he was watching, and the other thing Chris yeah. did yeah. is, um, and I feel responsible for this, but I'd call him and tell him about some new product that he'd have to buy it. When I told him about the Sangian uh, talking AM/FM radio, the PRD seventeen, he bought two of them. Oh, that—that's typical, Chris. He would do that. That's Chris. He, he would have bought two of them, and 
I, I think, was going to say another thing that well, when you're talking about games and stuff like that, um, if his team beat your team, he'd be the first one calling you right after the game and going, you know, uh, 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 uh. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he was. And he had a lot of teams, too. That was the other thing is he had the you know, the Washington area teams and the Michigan teams. Yeah. And he backed them all. I don't know what he did when they played each other, but. <laughs> yeah, I used to get a lot of four letter text is uh, text messages that I can't repeat here after the Capitals would beat the Penguins. <laughs> Was he a big hockey fan, Doug? Oh yeah. Chris liked it all. Basketball, basketball hockey, baseball. football, baseball. He loved it all. He loved it all. He especially yeah. loved sports. I think baseball was probably his favorite. But yeah. yeah, he loved his Tigers. I think we got Gary, John, his uh, iPhone. Uh, hold on a second. I, I didn't see it here. Let me just go to the end here. Maybe I'm, I'm hearing things. No, I don't see anyone's. I don't see any hands raised or okay. anyone that right now. So, yes, um, John Holiday's hands raised. Yeah, I Is it raised? So. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my fault, John. Sorry okay. about that. I'm muted. Uh, when uh, Pam was talking about Chris and his, he he loved it, and how how much he loved it, and how dedicated he was. <clears throat> Uh, most of you know who I am and you know me and you know that I worked in the field of broadcasting for many, many years, more than I want to count some days. But Chris gave me, and I, and, and I mean this sincerely, uh, he gave me the strength to go back into it because after a while I got burned out, just totally burned out, which is why I retired because I couldn't do it on a daily basis anymore uh commercial radio being what it was back then and it's gotten even worse since that time but when i when i met chris and the rest of the legend staff and saw how in quote unquote to the the job they were it really uh got me back into to radio and doing production and being on the air i didn't i wasn't on the air as probably as much as i i could have been uh but health health issues you know limited that i just didn't have the stamina but he he really he was responsible for a lot of my getting in there and doing that production and uh i uh, for that i will be forever grateful well john you're so right about commercial radio and it's and unfortunately, it's not going to get better, and it's only going to get worse. Uh, well, unless some consultant says we can change it, but that's not going to happen. So I, I, I understand. Bill, we have Jerry, who's got a hand raised again. Let me Indiana, let me get to him as well. Pennsylvania. Okay, actually, it's not Jerry. It's me. Okay, <laughs> Jerry. Uh, no, you didn't know. That's all right. I we had only been listening to the legend for probably about a year. I forget when I first. When we first started listening to Chris, we heard people talk about Chris, but after we got Google, we listened more because we didn't want to be on the phone all day. But I'll tell you what, I, I found Chris to be very helpful. Um, it was something I didn't, 
I don't remember what it was. I, I didn't understand how what to do with it. And um, he just told me that to keep doing things the way I was doing them. And he used to help me out. Like, I would be guessing the three songs and stuff. And there was one I got stuck on. I knew part of what it had in common, but I couldn't think of the rest of it. And he would go, and what? And then he would go, Judy, Judy, Judy. <laughs> so I really, we do miss Chris. Chris was definitely a um, person with a personality. And he sent, I sent him an email one time, and he sent one back and said that he loved what he did. And he was going to do it as long as he could. And boy, he sure did. March 2nd. Yeah. Up until last, a week ago, Monday. Yep. Okay, that's all I have to say. Thank you very much, Judy. Really appreciate that. You know, one of the listeners that was really affected by Chris Ramsey was one of the ladies who is was so much help to me in the beginning of when I started doing my shows and over the years and keeping me straight and learning my music and playing the right versions of songs and if it was in stereo or not. And at the time, Chris reached out to for us to try to get together to get Judy's computer fixed, which we did and got her up and going and whatever. But he was instrumental in that and I just took the ball and run with it and um, he was there and he was always there for a cause like that to help out a listener so that's one of the memories do we have any more yeah we have Bill Chicago in Chicago Bill, Chicago Bill. Right. go ahead Bill uh, yeah I didn't know Chris personally but I met a relative of his years ago in indiana and they talked about well he was doing all kinds of stuff but then i ran into this relative about two about two years ago again at a family function and mentioned that he was on a computer station they didn't call it the legend you know what it was and i searched around i found it so i listened to him he would he put he would put modern days the guy on the radio to shame I mean, there's there's no way these guys today could even match his his talent. That's how I never really met him, but like I say, I knew a relative of his years ago. Uh, we grew up together, and then it was a, a cousin of his. And then uh, later on, I ran into this person again about three years ago and told me he was on the air. That's all I got to say. It shows what a small world it is, Bill. It really does. Oh, yeah, right, 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 yeah. Hey, Chris used to uh, when he would he would do uh, CDs of his shows and give them to people. It didn't matter who it was. Somebody right. would help him at a drugstore, and he'd say, "Hey, you want to listen to my show?" <laughs> he'd give him a CD of his of his uh, internet radio show. That was really funny to me. But he didn't care. Chris wasn't shy, and uh, you know he was definitely about like spreading the word. And I'd love you to listen to me. And that's what that's what he was about. That's As I said earlier, Doug, I loved when he used to play that Herb Oscar Anderson theme. And he always got a kick out of it because he always mentioned it. And I think he obviously liked Herb Oscar Anderson as well because oh, he, he, used to play, he would play that every day. Every time he, did, he opened his show, he'd play that Herb Oscar Anderson theme. As a matter of fact, yesterday on the, on, on the Legend, 
I believe, yeah, yesterday, it was yesterday, Tuesday, I think Immigrant was on the air, and she did a, uh, a she did a, a tribute to Chris, and when she opened her show, I believe she played that Herb Oscar Anderson theme as well. So yeah. it brought back some memories for me because I, I always tell the joke about I had a fight with my sister because I like WMCA or WINS, and she liked WMCA, and my dad came into the room and said, turns the radio and puts it on WABC. We're not going to fight anymore. This is what you're going to listen to. And I said, well, I don't want to hear I don't want to hear it. My sister said, I don't want to hear it. And that's how we got to listen to Herb Oscar Anderson every morning on the way to school. He did like that. Uh, he liked every gadget known to man. If Doug got it, a mixer, but he was good. If he thought somebody needed something on the legend, he was right there. Um, he would just do those types of things. But my goodness, I have to tease him about this. Well, I went to help him fix his computer. My goodness, the virus, the, the way he had it set up, I don't even know how he did it, but he got through it and he did it. But he, <laughs> I had to tease him. But he uh, was, you know, we have people sometimes or uh, not do the show because of whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, he was there. I remember one time he called on the way to the hospital to let me know that he wasn't going to be able to do his show. That's how dedicated he was about his show. And you just don't find those that often. People that are, are willing just to do that. And he he would do that. He was right there. He was just about doing shows. We got any more? Uh... Yeah, Gail's again. Gail. Okay. You are unmuted by host. Go ahead, Gail. Did Laidback Louie do a show? Chris, you know, Laidback Louie? As Laidback Louie? Because I think I might have heard a little bit of something. The host has acknowledged your raised hand alert. We're, we're, we're looking for some of that. Because uh, I loved it when, you know, and I was going to dedicate Rainy Day Women 12 and 35 to him, <laughs> Bob Dylan. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to play you some, one of his Saturday clips here, when he used to do the Saturday morning show before Doug, when Doug was in Baltimore. Let's see what this sounds like. I hope this is good. It's 8 a.m. on the East Coast. Time to open your eyes, stretch, yawn, and... Yes, even on Saturday morning. See, it's time for the Ramsey Oldie Show. Two hours of the best oldies on the Internet. You can phone in your favorites or email Chris. He'll give you the info throughout the show. Now put on a pot of coffee and turn up the stereo. It's the Ramsey Oldie Show on The Legend. So there you go. There... There was part of that Saturday morning extravaganza. They used to do that at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning. And then sometimes Doug and Chris would switch. Um, Now, here's a trivia question. At one time on Saturday morning, we had three. Well, maybe we had more than that at one time. But we had somebody come on after Doug. Who was that person that came on at 12 o'clock? Mike Gorman, probably. Mike Gorman, didn't he do this list? He played the old 78s. Right. Yep, the old 78s. And didn't we at one time have Saturdays almost completely full? We had somebody coming on at 
one or two after Mike Gorman? Well, Nolan was on Saturday for a long time between, was it two and five? Yeah, that's what I remember, Tim. Uh, Didn't we also have, did Terry or Brian Harchin do a show on, or was Brian on Sunday? I think Brian was Sunday. When did Terry do, I don't remember for sure. I thought Terry was on Wednesdays at one point for a while, but Um, I'm not sure. I don't remember. I knew he was on Sunday. I knew he was on Sunday. I think he was right after the Soul Express, maybe. I, I, yeah, he, yeah, he was. Doing. I've got got a couple more phone calls if you want me to. Okay. Well, let's get John real quick. Oh, okay. Real quick. Go ahead, John. Go ahead, John. Yeah, actually, uh, I, I remember that Saturday uh, schedule. I was on after trying to think who it was. I, I was it Doug, but I know I was. I was Terry was there. After me and Brian, didn't Brian do both Saturday? I, I I don't I can't remember how how what what it was with Brian, but I know that Terry was on after me, and the you know that was a that was a wonderful deal on, on Saturday. I really really enjoyed that. There was a short time, John, when when I came on at eight and you would come on at ten. I think. Yes, I was just going to say that. Yeah. That is exactly right. Yeah. 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 It was it was good. It was good. And I just when I, when Bill played that that opening, I I had to smile because I'd forgotten all about that. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, and that and and he was so appreciative when you do something like that for him. It, it's. So it seemed like it meant the world to him, and that. Uh, and I love that Cheech and Chong thing, John. That was really great when you the way you mixed that in there like that. That was just well, fantastic. Well, it, it was fun. It was fun, and, uh, and 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 you know what? You don't mind doing something like that if somebody comes up to you and says, "Hey, man, thanks for doing that." That makes it all worthwhile because that's what it's all about. You know, that's exactly you know? right. When you talk about dedication, you also have to remember uh, Jay Daly and DJC, Don Coco, and how oh, yeah. all three of these guys, right up to the end, their final days of their lives, right they spent the doing shows on the legend. Yeah. And I remember Jay Daly because his wife, uh, I can't remember her name. I, I'm going to say Dor- Dorothy or Doris or whatever. No, no. Marilyn. 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 Yeah, I always do that. I keep, keep doing that. But she would write and give us all these progress reports or tell them how he's doing and everything else. And you could tell that. In every letter that she wrote, the, the pain and having to write that stuff on the list for us to know about what was going on with him. I remember that so well. And he was another one who, I mean, he <laughs> loved the legend and he loved being on. He just, I mean, he, he, it, he lived it. He lived it. And I think that's quite true of, well, I know it, I believe it's true of DJ, well, all you guys, Tim, DJ, Doug. Everybody that you know, because it, it's it's a passion, and uh, th- and there is no greater passion than Bill. Doing can we? Can I see if, if can you? See I me? believe that we have. Let me make sure I got it right. And we have immigrant here, and I know she was close with Chris as well. And I'd like to unmute her and see if she'd like to say anything about about Chris, if you don't mind. Uh, oh, I don't mind. Let me see if we can get her unmuted here. Immigrant, can you hear us? Um, yeah, go ahead. You're on. You're unmuted. You're, if you talk, we can hear you. 
All right. Uh, yes. Um, I met Chris, and at that time I was active on Games Galore and More website. And I knew he was a legend DJ. I started listening to his show, and he was the one who encouraged me to start broadcasting myself. I said, right. How in the world am I going to do this? He made, he made a broadcaster out of me in no time. And I started on April 11th, 2017, thanks to him. And therefore, I thought when I knew that he was gone, I had to dedicate my yesterday's show to a tribute to him. I was working that night on the playlist for the show, and I'm hoping that people in whose life Chris made a difference would appreciate it. the songs that I chose, the songs that he liked, the songs that reminded me of him. As I said on my show, the legend lost a great DJ, and I lost a great friend. He was a man with a big heart, and I will always remember his humor, his kindness, his patience, his helpfulness, his appreciation for perfection. He will not let you go until you master it perfectly or as close to perfectly as you can. I mean, no one is perfect. But if I amount to anything here in the legend. It's because of Chris. Immigrant, there's nothing that we could say that, that you haven't said already, and I could feel the pain in your voice, and we understand how close you were to him. And, and I heard your show yesterday, and you did a very, very good job in dedicating your show and playing the music that, that he liked or the, as well. And I remember that listening to it yesterday afternoon. And the other thing is, Emigrant, you have to take credit for yourself because you took it upon yourself and took what he taught you, and you've been there every week and done your show, and you're, it's reflected in your listenership and your the passion of your listeners. So whatever Chris did, he did it quite well with you. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate those words and the legend won't be the same the world won't be the same without him we all won't be the same true but we we will carry on and we'll do the the best we can and that's what he would want us to i mean i talked to him a week ago and that's what he said carry on do what you gotta do and keep on doing it So, uh, Tim, did you have a couple callers you wanted to play? Yeah. Hang on a second here. Ah, uh, here we go. Hi, this is Debbie Morgan in Lafayette, Indiana. And I just wanted to say that uh, I really enjoyed listening to Chris. I love my three songs. I love his sense of humor. And I remember him saying not long ago, he played that song, War. And he said him and his friends were in an NSB meeting, and they started singing that song real loud. And that just cracked me up, and I remember that. But, uh, yeah, he will be missed a lot. And uh, 
you guys with the legends and the ones I listen to, I don't listen all the time, but you are like family. We have a special connection, and I think that's so cool. And uh, I just uh, hope that, you know, things keep going well for the legends, and uh, I hope the rest of you all stay well and healthy. And uh, I did love Chris, and uh, he's in a better place, though. He's with the Lord. And he's happy. Bye-bye. Did you have another one, Tim? Yep. Hang on a sec here. Nancy, I wasn't going to call, but I have to tell this little story. Chris played the song Black Pearl by the, something in the Checkmates. I can't think of it now. But anyways... He played that song, and I fell in love with it. I'd never heard it before. I called him up, and I said, you've got to play that song again, Black Pearl. And we both found that we loved that song. Another song that we loved, um, he was not familiar with the song The Boat That I Roll by Lulu, and I asked him if he'd play it. And he never realized, never knew it was the flip side of To Serve With Love. Thanks much. I will always miss Chris. He was the very first person that Dale and I heard on the legend. Thank you. Bye. Wow. Wow. Nancy's sounding better today. She uh, yeah, wasn't sure she was going to be able to call. She uh, is getting married here next month on the 24th, 25th, one of those days, her and Dale. So we continue to wish her good health. She's been having some real struggles, so we want to keep her in our prayers. Um, anybody else? I don't want to leave anybody out. Didn't see anybody. I didn't see anyone either. I have some more drops here. Let me see if I've got some more drops here. Let's see. Let's see what this Ramsey request is. I'm not sure. Oh, wrong one. Well, that was a good thing. That one didn't come through. Um, well, for those who may have just tuned in, you're listening to the Worldwide Legend, legendoldies.com, and you're listening to The Coffee Club, which airs every Wednesday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. on the East, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on the West. And stay tuned for the recipe. I did find a hand sanitizer, and it's by a website I... Use and trust. Yeah, it's not for eating, though. It's for using. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. I'm just kidding you. Um, let's see. Here's one more. Maybe. Here's his uh, promo from a, a Monday oldie show at 1 o'clock. Let's see.
Hey, you know, when Chris Ramsey first was on ACB, to tell you how much he liked doing broadcasting, he used to do a show at 5 o'clock Saturday morning. Oh, my. Yeah, that was when he first started there. Doug, did that one bring back some memories, that jingle from ACB? I don't know if I ever heard that one. I don't think I've ever, I don't even know who sang it. I've never heard that either. I've never heard that one either. Yeah, I I don't know. You know, if but I just found that in some of the stash that Pam gave me here. Oh, we've got a new raised hand. I Hold on a second. A three. And we got a, a raised hand from 320 area code. Go ahead. Okay, this is Beth Moline from St. Cloud, Minnesota. Am I coming through okay? You're, You're coming, coming through fine. Me. Great. Well, I wanted to let all of you know, I had a, I, I did get to talk with Chris Ramsey a couple times. I think one time on the Games Galore site, and also when I was at Tim and Laura's house one day, I was making a phone call, and then I got a call on the call waiting, and it was Chris calling for Tim, and I got to talk to Chris a little bit then, and and I also there were there was a couple times that I got to listen to his show when he was when he'd have the Tooth Fairy on there and I was got a kick out of that and I really I did like talking to Chris those couple of times that I got to, to do that yeah he he really knew his music he had a sense of humor and he liked all types yeah. of music and right. uh, he, he just was that way you thank know. you Beth and thank you Beth well and thanks Bill for you know doing this letting Let's be a part of it. Ah, no problem, Doug. You, um, no problem at all. Is if you're a good friend to keep searching for things to fix my TV. And I, a sledgehammer. I got one in my bedroom, Bill. You want yeah. it? No, I'm just kidding, Bill. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what? It would just take one whack and it would be gone. Um, we will continue to remember Chris on the Worldwide Legend. That we will, um, he's always going to be a part of what we do. Uh, when I find it one day, I'll make it available. I've got it on the on our way back in the podcast. We we did an interview with Chris on all things radio because he loved all things radio, and I kidded him at the time. I said all I had to do was say hello to you, Chris, and shut up. I didn't have to interview. You did it all for me in twenty minutes. I didn't. I didn't have to do anything. So um, we're going to look for that in our stash of what five hundred and twenty-six shows, and and do that. Um, is there anybody or any? No, we, else we're that, fine here. Um, and we've got a demo coming up in a few minutes. I don't want to shortchange anybody on Chris because we we are prepared to do whatever it takes um, and that's how much you know meant to us well now Gail has her hand raised okay. go let's ahead, get Gail. it for one more time okay, you go are ahead. unmuted by host alert audio now unmuted alert go ahead Gail thank you Tim for those dedications for Chris <laughs> Um, may you always, and I know you didn't get the other one because you didn't have time. The host has acknowledged your raised hand alert. And thank you so much for that yesterday. 
Tim was Tim was Zane, glad to do it. Thank and, you so much. Okay, I, I will and we say, have one more from. Uh, yeah, we'll get I believe in, is that Buddy? Yeah, is that we'll Buddy? Get in just buddy out in uh, North Carolina, I guess it is, or whatever. Jeff, 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 Go ahead, Jeff. Jeff Go ahead, Jeff. Jeff you're on mute. Me. I'm sorry, Pam. It was my fault. So Go ahead. no, it's okay. I just, I just wanted to say I'm grateful I saved that folder. Yes, that and was, thank you. Yeah, that was in his original stuff. Yeah, that he had sent me, and I rounded it up and sent it to to Bill to play this morning because I didn't know how much of it you would use. But I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just thankful to have been able to get the stuff that I got from this man. I also got Don Coco's files from him. Yeah, we've wow. got a lot of good stuff in. Thank you very much, Pam. Um, I think, unless um, we've got any more questions, Chris, you you want to go ahead and give your... Do you want us to do the demo first, or do you want to do your recipe first? I'm not sure. Oh, it doesn't matter that. to me. We have plenty of time to do it either way. We have plenty of time, and we can always circle back. Um, why don't you do your demo? I mean, your uh, your um, your for the, the sanitizers, because that's very timely right now, and I can. Uh, get okay I can do that this is for homemade hand sanitizer it is from a, a website that I use quite a bit called the spruce and this recipe makes about a cup but it can be doubled tripled or even quadrupled if you want to make more Two-thirds cup of 99% rubbing alcohol. One-third cup aloe vera gel. And eight to ten drops of essential oils. Now, you, you mix it together and funnel into a pump bottle. But a couple of things you should know. Oils such as thyme or clove oil have antimicrobial properties, so only use a drop or two instead of the 8 to 10 because they're very strong and may irritate your skin. And other oils, such as lavender or chamomile, have properties that are soothing to the skin. And if you look for other hand sanitizer recipes to be effective, they need to contain at least 60% of the volume should be Alcohol. Now, this one is about 66%. Wow. And an adjunct to that is that uh, Apple finally released yesterday uh, some proper techniques for cleaning your phones because it's been pointed out the phone would be one of the number one harbingers for uh, spreading disease. Uh, you know, of course, you got the phone, you're putting it right up to your face and everything. But uh, they did approve the Clorox wipes for use on your phone. They first were concerned uh, that you could damage uh, the fingerprint sensors on it, but they say, just keep it away from the lightning port. Try not to let it get inside the device, but that can be a good way to disinfect your phone. 
And yeah, those hand sanitizers, do they come in uh, when you buy them, Chris? I've never bought them except for the larger bottles of them. Don't they come in, in pocket-sized versions so that you they, can put them into a purse or a, a They do. A, a they box. come in less than three ounces so you can carry on an airplane. They also come in dispensers with by wipes, but they also come in individually wrapped towelettes. Kind of like the old wash and dries. Yeah. Very good. Wow. Very yeah, it's it's a good thing to have on hand right now because you know. Um, so it, it's just a good thing and timely to have because we're we're dealing with issues in this country right now that we've never that I can remember to this degree in a long time, and so you know it, it's a good idea to. Um, Pay heed to what what Chris is saying. Oh well, here's somebody's well, gonna. He's gonna have a good recipe. Yeah, he's gonna correct you here. So. <laughs> yeah, Bill, go ahead, Bill. Yeah, I'm not gonna correct Chris. That's that's a recipe. I've seen that recipe. Oh. And yeah, you can buy all those things in small containers. But the only scare that I can remember like this, I was back when I was a little wee youngster. Back when I was six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven years old, the polio scare. Everybody was afraid of polio. You didn't go, you didn't wade in the water and after the rain. You didn't go to a pool. You didn't go to a lake and swim, any of that stuff. And you made sure that you didn't drink water after someone else in a cup because you, know, you used to have the old pumps and you stand around four or five people. You drink a drink of water. They the closed a lot cup. of the pools. True. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, they, they closed a lot of the pools back then, too. But I meant that that's the only time I remember, remember a big scare like we got. I, re- I remember, to show you how far I go back, Bill, I remember when they actually had telethons on to help fight polio. And then when they got the polio vaccine, that changed it all. I mean, they, you could get it, you could get it, take a polio shot, or you could take it by, uh, they, they give you the vaccine on a sugar cube. And I remember getting it that way once. So uh, that's what yeah, I remember. Well, I, I got the polio vaccine twice. I got it when I was a kid, and then when I went to school to ISB back in the 50s, so I was probably about 55 or so then when I was there, somewhere in that period of time, they come along and the state inoculated every kid for polio at the school. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't resist it. They inoculated you with it. So I got, I got inoculated twice. My parents inoculated me back before that, and I went to school and they inoculated you again. And I got inoculated twice for the measles because I was in Riley Hospital when I was a kid in Indianapolis, and I'd come down with the measles, and they put me in isolation. And while I was there, I'd come out, and I went back to the Riley Hospital about three years later for some other examinations, and they inoculated me again with the measles, even though I had the measles. So I've been inoculated several times for that stuff. <laughs> we got it. Thank you, Bill. Okay. Well, I can remember when I was a little girl, the, um, my father helped work on the the oral polio vaccine because he worked at Lilly's and they worked, they helped create that. Well, that's pretty cool. That is cool. Hey, Chris, Dave, what are you guys doing for a demo today? Well, today we're doing something that's a little bit different. And, uh, it won't make you hungry. With every with everything that's going on, the last couple of months, you might want to do something on your free time if you can find any. And so we're going to do a demo on a card 
Shuffler. So if everybody goes into isolation and you have some cards and you're already with people anyway, you can play cards. You most certainly can. And this is something Chris loved to do, too, by the way. So here we go. We're going to do this demo. It takes about 22 minutes for people that have maybe listening for the first time. Chris and Dave do a bang up job on demos. Well, good morning, everyone. It's time now for another exciting demo. Most of the time, we're always talking about products that you use for cooking and things like that. But today, we're going to talk about something you might use when you don't have anything else to do and you want some excitement. Maybe you want to play some cards. So... Chris and I purchased this little gizmo from Harbolt Company, and uh, it is a card shuffler, and the neatest thing about this thing is it doesn't use batteries. It has a, a crank on it, and you can also do two decks at a time, which is pretty amazing. So, the first thing I will do is have Chris give you some information about this product. This is an automatic card shuffler with crank and no batteries, and it is one that has enough space inside where it takes the cards in that it doesn't harm the braille, which is can be a little hard to find in a card shuffler um, because when they take the cards in, they're pretty tight because they only want to shuffle, you know, they only want to take in one card from each side to get a really good shuffle. And when they do that, the space isn't very thick, and so you risk damaging your Braille on your cards. But this one is a little thicker. Now, the, the downside is you, you they recommend you shuffle a couple of times to get a really good shuffle, but it, it does work, and it does... Um, it shuffles and, and it does look like there's enough space that it's not going to harm your braille. Now, we got this from Harbolt Company and we got it, we've had it about three weeks. So if you go to the Harbolt Company website, which there is a link for in the email that you I send out if you or Dave sends out rather if you are um, on the coffee club email list or you can call 405-633-2572 and you can order that way and our experience when we've called to ask questions or order on the phone is that he's pretty easy to deal with he's a nice guy and so uh, there are other card shufflers out there. This one was forty four ninety nine, which I don't know, may seem a little high for a card shuffler. It's regular forty nine ninety nine. But again, 
you can be sure that what you're buying isn't going to damage your Braille, which you really can't usually do with too many other card shufflers. I saw card shufflers with cranks on Amazon, but you can't. They have all different kinds, and there are some with batteries, too. But you can't be sure that those aren't going to damage your Braille. These have been tested, and, and they don't damage the Braille. So that can be a really good thing. And Harbolt is spelled H-A-R-B, as in Bravo, O-L-T, as in Tango. Okay. Well... Um, it's kind of exciting because, you know, we, we don't get to play cards too often, and but when we do, we want something that works to shuffle the cards. And I'm not a great hand shuffler. I can do it, but I can't do it the exact correct way because, I don't know, it's like my hands aren't quite big enough. The cards want to fly everywhere. Well, and the other thing is, with this, this thing with the crank, you couldn't shuffle them that fast with your hands, I don't think. So... <laughs> But anyway, when you take this unit out of the box, you have the unit itself, and it is about nine inches long, it's about four inches wide, and it's about a little, just a little over uh, at the highest point on the top, uh, just a little bit over four inches, so four by four by nine. And um, as I said, when you take it out of the box and you flip the unit upside down, and you will find on here, with this unit flipped upside down, and um, I'm going to turn this unit around so that I have it going lengthwise from me to away from me and on one end of this unit there is a um, it's like a little groove and you will feel inside the groove you will feel a little crank and you have to take that out of its holder because you, you put it in there for uh, storage and that's where it is when you take it out of the box so you have to take I have the I have it turned so that this there's like two grooves one going away from me you know forward to backwards and then uh, right next to it there's a little slot that goes from left to right and that's where one end of this crank is 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 in there and so what you're going to do is you're going to take a hold of this crank and you're going to um, take the left end out first. You slide it towards the back and then lift up on it. And then you can lift the crank out. Then you flip the unit over. So it's down on the table. And you take this crank in your hand, and obviously you can tell where the crank handle is. But on the other end of it, there is a, uh, oh, it's like a little squared shaft. And on the side of the shuffler, there is a hole. And you line this square shaft up with the hole and press in on it. And that attaches the crank to the machine. 
So I have this unit turned so that uh, I did put the uh, the crank onto the side of the uh, on the right hand side of the machine. I have the machine going uh, lengthwise away f away from me and towards me. So I have the crank side on um, to my right and on the left side of this unit um, there is down towards the bottom there's a, like a, a little finger hole and you stick your finger in there and you pull to your left and there's a tray in there that pulls out and that's where your cards come after they're shuffled. They go into this tray, and you just pull them out and take the cards out. And if you want to reshuffle them again, you, you put them back in to the top of the machine. Now, on the top of the unit, uh, it has like a, in the very center of the, I have the unit turned so that it's uh, the, the one end is facing me and the other is facing away from me but right in right in the center of this unit it sort of has a little rounded off uh, hump. hump on it and on either side of that uh, for example if I'm looking at the front of it and I put my hands on the top of this unit and bring them forward a little bit I'm gonna find a place where you can put your cards in and there's one of those on both ends of this unit. You put one deck on each side of that hump, or you can put half a deck. It will also do one deck, and you don't have to do it with right. You can two you decks. can use uh, one or two decks, or you know whatever you want to shuffle with it. And uh, as Chris said, it does give you enough clearance so that when you put your cards in there, it's not too tight of a fit, so it doesn't smash the braille or, you know, especially if you have, um, you know, paper cards or whatever those cardboard cards, whatever they're made out of, it could damage the braille on, on some of these shufflers. So the object is to <clears throat> take one deck of cards and you can put it in the, uh, like I said, uh, if I have the unit um, going lengthwise from me to away from me, then I would take a deck of cards and I would put it in the first opening towards me and then I would turn the crank and it would shuffle that deck. Or I can put a deck in the opening towards me and reach my hand around that little hump in the middle and put my uh, second deck in the opening on, on that end of the uh, machine. And then when I turn the crank, it would shuffle both of those decks or just the one if you were only going to do one deck. But you have to put half of that one deck on each side. So just a reminder, you'll put one half of the, if you're going to do just, you know, one deck, you'll put one half of that on one side on the front, the other half on the other side, and then, um, and then you turn the crank and then it does what it's supposed to do so when you turn the crank you can feel if you're looking with your other hand you can feel cards going from each side the little wheels turn on each side and bring cards in from either side so i'm going to let chris um put 
some cards in the uh, deck because I've got a recorder in my hands. Okay, we're using two decks. These happen to be Uno cards because that's what we could find this morning. And uh, what I did to make sure we're getting an actual shuffle is I turned one deck braille up and one deck braille down. So I'm putting half in each side. Do I get to turn the crank? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. And you turn the crank. Um, Clockwise. Yeah, but it's not exactly because, yeah, because I have it. But anyway, here we go. I'm trying to turn the crank and watch the cards go down. Okay. Okay, so that shuffled once, and now I'm going to do one more shuffle because you do have a little more space, so it will pick up, it will often pick up more than one card at a time, but you have to have the space for the braille to not damage the braille. So they recommend that you do more than one shuffle, so I'm going to do one more. Okay. Okay, since she um, shuffled the cards, the cards went into that tray that I was talking about before. So if I have the crank to my right and the tray would be on the left side of this unit and I pull that out and the cards are uh, in the tray. There's a little finger hole. You can just pull it out from the top and the cards come out in that tray in a stack. So and I pushed it. I pushed the tray back in because the cards are out now. And when I shuffled them, I see that I have the top one is braille down. The next one is braille up. The next one is braille down. Braille up. Braille down. Braille down. Braille down. Braille up. Braille up. Braille down, braille up. So you can see it, it does a really good job. That's the reason I turned one deck braille up, one deck braille down, so we could make sure we were getting a good shuffle, and it looks like we did. So I'll just go over the unit one more time, and um, <clears throat> like I said, it's it's four by four by nine, nine inches long, four inches high, and uh, four inches wide. And it has an opening on the, the very front, if you got it lengthwise up, up forward to away from you. Uh, you have an opening on the front, and then behind the little hump on the top is the opening for the, from the back. There, where you can put the second deck, so or half put, of the first deck, or half of the first deck, whichever way you know, whichever way you want to do it. So on the right-hand side, the way I have this turned right now is the crank that just snaps on. When you take it out of the box, you take it off of the underside of the unit and snap it on. To the way I have it turned right now uh, would be on the right side of the uh, of the unit. There's a there's a round hole with a square opening, and, the, and there's a square end on the uh, crank, and that snaps into that hole on the machine. 
and of course you want to make sure your tray is in and that's on the left hand side of the unit so you want to put that in and make sure it's in flush uh, with the unit because if you don't the cards might jam so you want to make sure that that goes in there tight now the way you find that tray on the left hand side is if you bring your hands down from the top you'll find a little finger hole and your finger will just fit in there and you just sort of pull out on it and the tray comes out and if you had cards in it that's where they will be and we know that a lot of people do still like to play cards and we also know that uh, blind people in particular often will buy braille cards and so forth so there's a lot of people out there still playing cards and it's kind of a neat little thing to have in the center of the table when you play cards with your either when you get together with your blind friends or when you get together with your sighted friends because a lot of sighted people use uh, card shufflers. As a matter of fact, we have a really old card shuffler that we got from Dave's mom a long time ago. Um, it was a battery. It was a battery, one. yeah. And I don't know how well it would do with Braille cards, but at any rate, we thought it was pretty cool. So it, it was about as slow as molasses in January. Yeah, <laughs> and I, we didn't. We we started to show that one to compare them, but we don't know how it will do on Braille cards. But the other part is we don't even know what kind it is, or if they still make it, or because it's pretty old. So that's. Now, when you're done with it, then you can flip this unit up. You can take the pull the crank off the side of the unit, and then you flip the uh, the unit over upside down and turn it so you'll find you know you have it lengthwise going away from from you. And the the one end has uh, a opening that goes to back and then it uh, on the front of that it goes uh, an opening that goes to the left and there's a at the end of the opening there's a a little um, a little tiny opening so what you do is you take the crank off which I'm going to do now I'm going to the unit back over upside down. I'm going to take the end of the crank that has that little square shaft on the end of it. I'm going to stick it into the left side of the one that's going from left to right. There's a little hole that that goes into. And then I will lay it down and the crank is stored underneath the unit. Now the cards that uh, we were using, they're uh, the plastic type cards, and uh, you know we'd handle those really well. Didn't have any problems. And I'm sitting here sorting the decks back out in case, because we might not always want to play with two decks. We might want to play with one sometimes, and so that's another reason why I put Braille up on one deck and Braille down on another. Not only let us see that the shuffle was good, but it also help me separate them out because I don't know Uno cards well enough to separate them out. I don't know how many red whatever's reverse reds or whatever go in each deck so this lets me separate them back out so anyway that's kind of how it works. 
Well, Chris, do you want to give the information about the product one more time? I can do that. This is an automatic two-deck card shuffler that is safe for rail cards. It came from Harbolt Company, although I'm sure there are other there are others around like it because he had to get it from somewhere. But we know this one will do braille cards because it's been tested and checked out, and we've also checked it out, and so we can tell you that it, it will safely handle your braille cards. It is regular $49.99. It's on sale right now for $44.99. You can go to Harbolt Company. That's one word with no dashes. H-A-R-B-O-L-T-C-O-M-P-A-N-Y dot com. And if you put in the search field card shuffler, then you, it comes right up. You can also call 405-633-2572. That's 405-633-2572. And you can order it that way. Well, that's how it works. It works well. We won't complain. Um, and it didn't smash the cards. <laughs> so that's a good thing. So that's about all the time we have for this demo. If you have any re any questions, I do that every time. Well, if we would take requests if you have something you'd like us to demo that isn't real expensive if it's if it's not real expensive and we don't have it we'll go buy it right so please we will take requests <laughs> <laughs> if you have any request any questions you can always email bill sparks at bill at bill sparks.org that's bill at bill sparks.org and if he doesn't have the answers to the questions he'll get a hold of us and we'll make sure you get the answers you need or you may reach us during this live broadcast if if you have questions or comments regarding this product by calling 646-558-8656 that's 646-558-8656 you will be asked for a meeting ID at which point you will enter 848-725-450 that's 848-725-450 you'll be asked for for a user ID and if you just press pound one more time you will be in the zoom room with us where you can ask your question or make your comment about this product well that's it for now for this demo stay tuned next week for another, another exciting, exciting demo. demo there we go and I'll play poker with you guys anytime yeah <laughs> and I like I like poker We've also got um, another couple. Uh, Tim, you might want to check in the box. I just put it there for you in our Dropbox folder. It's called 508.mp3, and that'll be a call you can play in just a few minutes. I think that we've got some other raised hands. Right. I'm going to go to Ellen because she ha we've heard from the others, and we, we want to get to Ellen because she hasn't come in here yet. So I'm going to get to her right now. Go ahead, Ellen. Hi, this, this is oh, Joe. Joe. The other half. Anyway, Chris Ramsey, the Ramsey oldie show, one of my favorite things is that Herb Oscar Anderson theme. I just love it to death. 
Herb Oscar Anderson at one time worked in Minneapolis, Minnesota, before he hit the big time in New York City at ABC Radio at WDGY, 6 to 9, early in the morning. And Herb Oscar Anderson was cool because he always would blend in Perry Como and Frank Sinatra along with the top 40 music of the day. So, oh, wow, it, it is, memories are absolutely positively great. And as cool as he was, Joe, I can tell you right now, because I've talked to him on the phone, Back in the 1990s, when he came to Albany to do a show, a guest show on WROWFM, I talked to him on the phone. He was a very, very nice guy to talk to, and he really appreciated his listeners and took the time to write back to his listeners if they wrote to him or talk to his listeners if they called him. That was the kind of guy he was. So I can tell you that for a fact because I did talk to him many, many years ago. He passed away a few years ago. He was very good at what he did. And he also worked at WBBM, FM, and AM in Chicago as well. And when he came to New York, before he got to WABC, he did some work at WHN or the old WMGM. So he's been around. He had been around a while. So he's very good. Thank you, Joe. Sure. Now we have we have Jerry on the phone as well. Go ahead, Jerry. Well, I guess. All right. Go. I'll get Bill again. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, real quick. This is a humorous story about the cards, card sorter. Back when I was in school, we, we had to braille our own cards. And, of course, use the old slate and stylus. We had this one teacher used to play euchres with us. And Bill knows who I mean. He's a very famous wrestling coach there back in the 50s and early 60s. And he would play with it. And he'd always win. And a lot of the guys couldn't figure out how he was winning all the games. He learned to read the braille backwards on the other side of the card. So you got to watch that. Yeah, I've I've known people that could do that. (laughs) Right, you play a side of people, and they learn that they learn the braille code on backwards on the other side of the cards. Yeah, they wouldn't let me deal because I could do that. Oh, okay. Dave, right. you cheat or you? Right. And we, we, think, we figured it out, so we, we banned him from playing cards with us anymore. He, we wouldn't let him play anymore. But Bill knew who I mean. You know, he was, I don't give a name, but right. Play with a bunch of cider people, and they always accuse you of playing with a marked deck. Cause you got well, that's true. Yeah, but right. you know, when you go to the casinos in Vegas, you can't count the cards so easy anymore because they have like four or five decks going at the same time. And there's no way you can count them. I tried doing that in you Blackjack. Notice if you if you go to the gift shop and buy cards in the, from the, in, at the casino that they have holes in them? Yes. Yeah, that means they've been used. That, they've been can, used. That, that, they'll that's give you what cards the, from the casino, uh, and they'll have the holes in them so you know that. Yeah, I, I, have, I, have a, I have a deck of cards from the casino at home that's so umbrelled up, and they have holes in them. That's because, that's because they've been used already. Now, Chris or Dave, I'm curious if uh, you either ask Ira or someone the actual exact uh, – maker model of that uh, card shuffler and the only reason i ask that is because amazon i mean lady asa i get one for 14.99 so i don't want to destroy my braille but um and I, i'm all for paying a company that specializes in products that are accessible a couple extra dollars but like i know once they had a they were selling a keyboard bluetooth keyboard for 60 dollars, and i found it on amazon for 15 so that uh, yeah, you gotta watch that stuff <laughs> everybody gotta make a buck right Got, not 30. Yeah, 45. Hey, Tim, you got that file, and we've got... Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Hi, Tim, it's Jan. I don't know if I can get a message through to the request line. Immigrant was going to give me the Zoom number, but there's no way I'd remember it or get in time. But anyway, I just wanted to comment. Um, as you know, I lost my dad last week, 
and I'm having a harder time with Chris's death. But anyway, um, he did, a, as you know, Tiptoes of the Tulips, and that was one of the best things that I think he did. But Chris will definitely be missed on Games Galore and on The Legends. There you go. There we go. Do you have any more, Tim? Uh, hang on. I'll check here. I okay, well, let me check because we do have someone's hand raised. So let's go to Bob. I think it's Bob out there in uh, Michigan or wherever. Go ahead, Bob. Go ahead, Bob. Go ahead, the 312 area code. You are, you are unmuted. Go ahead. Okay, well... One one thing I wanted to say about the card shuffler or, or any demos we do actually, you know, you can probably always find something a little cheaper somewhere else that might do the same thing. Um, but we do what we do and I don't always have time to price check everywhere in the world. So people have to be aware that if they want a, the best price, I mean, I do what I can, but Maybe they might have to check around a little bit. Hey, you know, Chris, my daughter wants to buy a cotton candy maker. I know they're available. I know they they, they can be used. <laughs> I'm I had one when I was a kid. And, and me and Jackie made, made cotton candy, and, and we forgot to put the leave the top on it or something, and we got sugar and, and messed the whole kitchen up. And my mom took the, the candy, the cotton candy thing, away from us and said, "You'll never play with this again." <laughs> uh, I can imagine. Well. That, that's not the worst story I've ever heard about that uh, friend of ours. Well, the big R. You guys know who he is, probably. We know who he is. <laughs> anyway, he made cotton candy in his mom's washing machine. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think it worked too well after that. And uh, I have another. Um, this, this isn't from the request line. Well, it is, but from a long time ago. <laughs> There, Tim. This is uh, Chris Ramsey. I would like to request the Valley of the Jolly Green Giant by the Kingsmen. I think it's just called Jolly Green Giant. Anyway, I'm in the mood for some uh, broccoli stalks or something. Bye. <laughs> corn, corn, corn. <laughs> broccoli stalks. <laughs> okay, we have Ellen with a raised hand. Let me get to her. I hope. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ellen. Hey, it's it's good morning, everybody. Um, two things. My condolences, um, because I didn't know what was going on until later on when you started talking about. It. But anyway, that's okay. Um, number two, where I need a new deck of cards. Where can I find one? I've got the because I've got the braille on them, and mine are falling apart. I got mine from Independent Living Aids. They you have can, the plastic ones. Yeah, you can find them at Independent Living Aids. You can find them at Maxi Aids. You might even find them on Amazon through one of those places. Sometimes they act as a third-party seller. Oh, okay. Thanks. But they're pretty reasonable. I mean, I got a couple decks for less than $20. Okay. Well, thank you. No, no problem. Now I we have to mark my own. I was going to say, you yeah. just, they, they come in order in the package, so you just start and go through, and I braille my own on the slate. And we have the same call, one three one two, and I just tried to unmute you again. I did that once a long time ago. Go ahead, Bob. 
Uh, this obviously problem with your phone, sir, or your phones must be muted because we're not hearing yeah. you. He's got his phone muted, I think, because I can't unmute him either. Yeah. Okay, let me see. Okay. Go ahead, Marianne. Again. Good morning. Yeah, we go. Go ahead, Marianne. <laughs> Sorry, it takes me a second to reach over and grab the unmute. Uh, for one thing, funny thing about cards, I remember being taught how to shuffle and deal cards and everything. And, uh, you know, when you're a kid, you don't know. You just grab from the from the bot- bottom part of the deck or whatever. Um, not, you know, not from the bottom of the stack, but the bottom of the card kind of thing. And, yes, there got to be a point where I could read the Braille as I was dealing with my thumbs. Um, and I had a teacher who said, no, 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 if you're dealing cards and you're being correct about it, you have to deal from the top left corner of the deck as an honest blind person because that's the only place you could do it without reading the cards but when i used to deal blackjack for um you know fundraisers and things like that i used to deal from the bottom corner so i could flip cards and read them as i was dealing cards that was always kind of a fun little thing um and on the thought of chris ramsey um i had forgotten this but my husband told me his sister Mary Teresa used to intern for him years a long time ago. I guess when she was in college, she was an intern for him. Wow. That was way back in the day. <laughs> wow. I guess right. he was working at customs at that point and whatever. Yeah, he was and working. Just to, at... just to slip it in for those who um, have been keeping track with me, my scale said I'm down by 18 pounds this morning. Whoa. What are you drinking in that water? <laughs> wow, you're doing better than I am. It's plain, that's the problem, but there's a lot of it. I want your scale, because mine keeps telling me, well, anyway. You're going the wrong yeah, way, Tim, that's the problem. I've been those things for a long time. I, I keep wanting to go, like, are you are you for real? Is this, like, honestly what's happening right now? But I've been doing a lot of things to work on it. Tim, do you know how old Chris's son is now? I was trying to remember, because I remember... When he was little, I think, when he first started on the legend. I'm trying to remember. Well, he's got to be probably in his mid-30s. Yeah. I don't know. But we have a hand raised. He might not be quite that old. We have a hand raised from a 610 area code. I was thinking maybe he was closer to 20. Go ahead, the late person in the 610 area code. Hello? Um, yes, go ahead. I'm Lisa. This is Lisa from Pennsylvania, and I just wanted to make a comment about Chris Ramsey. Go right ahead. Um, first of all, um, I just want to offer my condolences to um, everyone who knew and loved him. Uh, I did not start listening to him until um, sometime last year, um, but I really enjoyed his his show. I enjoyed the the theme song in the beginning and i enjoyed the my three songs and i would play that most every time and what amazed me was that he really recognized the voices of his listeners even when they didn't identify themselves and um, when i would get the answer right he would always say with such enthusiasm good job and um i just think that he's an example for all of us just with his uncomplaining attitude in the face of great adversity and he will be greatly missed and also i want to thank 
immigrant for the beautiful tribute show that she did for him yesterday. Lisa, thank you very much. We appreciate it. And we know that you're that you're also feeling his loss as well. Okay, and we have Karen out in Tennessee. So let me see if I got her. Go ahead, Karen. Hello. I have a little brief little story. I called him. I'm not sure whether it was requests or my three songs, but I asked him if he realized that the exchange part of his phone number was, and this was directly to his home, uh, was the frequency for WSBAM, and he said he did realize that. Oh, yeah, he would. He would. He and would. I had made various requests, especially through the last year, uh, and he always played them. Yeah, that's, that's the goal. That's the plan, to play those requests. And he will be missed. And we thank you for your opinion. want to thank uh, Tammy Maynard for writing in from Nashville, expressing her opinions. Uh, Tammy is a longtime legend listener. Thank you, Tammy. And um, Reynoldsburg Bob, thank you for your nice comments and about persistence and um, thank you Bob you're another loyal listener and we really appreciate it you and Vicki have we gotten everybody Jeff? I believe we have I'm just checking again yep we certainly have so I think we've can, can, I, can I just ask Chris if she'll just tell people about the QBC app before we before we go because people who are visually impaired or are totally blind want to use that app and you have some good news don't you Chris Yes, I have, I along with a bunch of other people, I'm sure, but I contacted the accessibility people, and I've gotten about three messages back. And the last one indicated that they had found the problem and fixed it and were just waiting for Apple to roll it out. They had already turned it into Apple and were waiting for approval. So I went to the App Store. I deleted my QVC app. And I went to the app store and I did a search for it and hit re-download and went down to the more tab on the bottom, which you can find now because it's working, and just had to sign in again. And it's back pretty much just like it was. It It's a busy site, so it's not always the easiest to navigate, but it's all there and you can search and do things like that and you can find things. You just have to look a while if you're not searching. If you're looking by category, there's a lot of stuff in there. So you might have to swipe a while. I hear you. Bob, I know you raised your hand, and we we have acknowledged you. I'm going to try to get you one more time before we have to get out of here and see if we can unmute you and get you talking here. Go ahead, Bob. There he is. He's going to talk. Oh, can you hear me? We yes. hear you now. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I don't know what was wrong there, but I have questions for Dave and Chris. Does the can opener still work? Is yes. it still yes. working good? Yes, I working used it good? the other day. It's, oh, good. How about it's, uh, it's, Go ahead. It's a, it's a really good machine. Works well. Okay. And have you had any more success with the uh, egg pod? Dave? With, with which the one? The egg peeler. Oh, 
I have better luck with it than Chris does. It's not the best thing in the world, but it does do what it, it's supposed to do. Um, when I first got it, I shook it a little bit too long, and it kind of pulverized one of the aches. But after, you have to after be we cut. did that a few times, it, it was fine. You have to be gentle with it. Yeah. <laughs> I shook it for about a minute, you know. And he shook it pretty hard. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for hanging in there, Bob. Um, Next week, I probably will do a small demo on my television adventures and the cable and the persistence. So I've got good news on that. We'll probably do a short demo on that and talk a little bit. Oh, did you tell them you got your TV speakers tour? You didn't tell them about that adventure. Well, they didn't know that the TV speakers quit working and it was was a story, but it finally took a reboot of the whole system to get the speakers working again. And that can pose challenges, but it's done. It's fixed. It wasn't so, Jeff's hammer, was it? No, it was not my hammer. I promise you, Tim. No, it wasn't Jeff's hammer. We Doug, considered it, though. Doug, no, had, no, Maybe it was really Maxwell's silver hammer, Tim. Right. That's Doug had cool. somebody who um, the actual company came out and put in a whole new soundboard when maybe what I did might have worked, but um, maybe this was easier for them. They didn't have to you know, lose everything and restore it. So, but we'll talk more about that next week. Uh, Mike's going to have some interesting things for you. Thanks to Mike, myself. Uh, we could do requests and do these things today. We had a server who, I don't even know how best to describe it, but they almost destroyed us over the weekend. And it was really, really, really bad. So, but we're back up, and we're working. Anybody have anything else before we ram and let you know that if your friends who couldn't hear this, they can go to legendoldies.com and download the podcast, or they can get it through, what is it, Wednesday morning coffee club, or when type in that in their favorite podcatcher and subscribe to the podcast or use the website and they can listen to the coffee club any time they want or if they can't do that they can listen via phone at 773-572-3006 and press option number seven and you can listen to the podcast so I think with that, I want to thank everybody. It was a wonderful show. We remembered a wonderful person. And thank you, everyone. And so I think we'll just, on that one, we'll, we'll say goodbye. Do you have goodbye. a theme song to end with, Tim? Oh, no. Well, I have the Hello Again theme song. But usually at the end, what did he use? I can't remember. I don't know if he actually had one that he usually used at the end. I think he used different instrumentals usually. Right. 
So, Tim, we'll let you take it away, and you'll probably be doing more tributes and more things, but um, yep. there we go. Good luck to you, and thank you for all you do. And I'm hitting the magic button, and we made it through. Thank you. Bye-bye.